Hebrews chapter 4. I want to begin reading down in verse number 7. We are continuing our sermon series to the book of Hebrews on the best is yet to come. And I want to look at this thought this morning of burdens are lifted at Calvary. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. And I believe that with Lord's help, I want to preach this morning for a few moments on the subject matter of rest. Hebrews chapter 4, verse number 7, the Bible says, again, he designates a certain day, saying in David, today, after such a long time, as it has been said, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered in uh, his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. A magazine for ammunition, if you are a, a shooter, you know that... Uh, the magazine must not be left for an extended period of time under full tension. Eventually, if it's left stored to max capacity, the springs will begin to weaken and you run a risk of misfiring the gun. Likewise, we cannot always stay under constant pressure in our lives. We must find a way to release the tension sometimes and allow ourselves a break from the pressures of life. This may be a vacation, but it does not have to be. A simple walk or sitting somewhere quiet is sometimes enough for us to refresh our souls. Find a place or method that will allow you to step back and refocus your life, and this is something that we all must take caution to do. I can tell you this this morning, that if you're waiting on someone else to uh, give you an opportunity to find rest, you probably will not find it. If you are waiting for a better time or more convenient time, that moment may never come. You may say, Pastor, I'm retired and I have more time now than I can even handle. And yet even for you, I say that you may need to rest from the prisons of your own life of fear, worry, or maybe loneliness. Rest. We, we, we run, we run ragged, we go and go, and uh, in our day and time, it is customary in uh, the 21st century American culture that rest is really almost frowned upon. There was a time where sitting on the front porch was commonplace, and people uh, looked forward to their moments and times of rest. Yet in our society, it's almost looked on as a bad thing that rest, although not necessarily bad in itself, it's really unimportant. And we take rest and think of it as something that is just not necessary. The thought of rest sounds pleasing to our ears, but we don't really have the time to rest. Does this sound familiar to you this morning? We go and we go. Yet the Bible says in verse number 9, there remains therefore a rest for the people of God. 
rest, a time where we can find solace for our souls and our spirit, a time where we can be renewed in our hearts, that we can go the extra mile, that we can carry forward in our lives with clarity of thought. See, the problem is when we do not rest, we do not take the time to clear our minds and to refocus, we become so burdened down with the toil of the daily grind that we really begin to lose focus and sight. Last Sunday evening, Jonathan preached for us, and thank you, Brother Jonathan, for uh, preaching last Sunday night. And I left Sunday afternoon, went to Murfreesboro, Tennessee, to an evangelism conference, heard preaching Sunday night and all day Monday. And I'll be honest with you, I told my wife one of my, and one of my friends I was speaking with, I said, I really do not have the time to, to go away. I really don't. Didn't need to be gone this past few days or this past weekend. And I paid for it the last two days. I've worked till midnight trying to get caught up from the work I was gone being out for a day or so. Yet, although I didn't have time for it, I needed it. You ever felt like you just needed to get away for a moment? Just to kind of refocus your heart and say, Lord, would you give me my vision back and clarify what's important and what I must focus on and just kind of clear your mind. My wife called me yesterday. She had been going nonstop with Maggie the last couple of days of a birthday party, had a bunch of girls over to her house, and, and Emory and Ellison stayed the night with them and had a great time. But yesterday I was... Uh, uh, coming home, and she said, listen, she said, whenever you get back, I'm just letting you have it for a while. I've got to clear my head. Mothers, you probably know a lot about that, don't you? Rest. Do we have rest? Do we even know what rest looks like? For the child of God, rest is something that we should search out and seek. In verse number 1 through verse number 3, the writer of Hebrews says, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they, had, they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith, in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest, as he has said. The truth is, there is a place of rest that you and I must go. The Bible talks about entering into that rest. It is a place that we go to. It is a rest, is a place that we can go to to get away from where we currently are serving or what we are currently doing. In life, it may be rest from our business, our work, our jobs, and uh, it is commonplace nowadays for people to work 40, 50, 60 plus hours a week, working six and seven days. And the truth is, is that in American culture, even when we finally do get away from, from our work, uh, it's said that uh, very few percent, less than... Or, Less than 14% of Americans take more than a, a two-week vacation a year. Most take only one week or less. And of those that take one-week vacation, the vast, vast majority of those say that even while they are on vacation, while they're there, they're on their computer doing work for uh, 
while they're on their vacation. So therefore we find that rest is a place we must go that separates us from what we are currently doing. That we can find a place of stillness for for our souls. And here the Bible says we should enter into that rest. It is a place that we should go. For the child of God, what does that place of rest look like? First off, I want you to know that we will find rest when we are living in God's will. The Bible says that we should be careful uh, lest we uh, come short of the rest of God. If you want to have rest in God, first off, you must find a place uh, in the center of God's will. When we are doing what God wants us to do, when we are living our lives according to his plan and his will for our life, we can find rest. But you know why we don't find rest often in our lives? It's because we are so busy being consumed, doing things that don't really matter. We stay busy, we run, we go, we, 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 we never take a time to breathe or rest because we are so busy. But when you look back upon the things that are consuming our time, our energy, and our focus, most of the time, the things that consume us really don't matter. We have no rest because we live out of the will of God. We live consumed with things that are out of focus with our priorities. God, our family, things that should matter and yet we become consumed. Second of all, this place of rest is found in the center of God's will, doing what God's desire is for our life. But this place of rest is also found in obedience to God, in obedience to God. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11, we read it a minute ago. It says, let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Disobedience to God. How often have you in your life been unable to rest because you were disobedient to God and you ran from Him, I want you to know that running from God will run you ragged because you cannot outrun Him. You cannot get away from God. There is nothing that exists that is not filled with God. His presence is everywhere, both now and in the future and in the past. See, we look at life Uh, We live through time, but God is not bound to time. God is in the past and the present all simultaneously. He sees all and knows all. There is nowhere we can go, no place that we can hide that the eyes of God do not observe and examine our lives. His presence is there. And when we think we can disobey Him and run from Him and get away from God, we have fooled ourselves. We have deceived ourselves into believing a lie. Disobedience will rob us of our rest. Our rest is found in God. In the Old Testament, there was the Sabbath, and they were required to have that day of rest. The Sabbath rest was a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says uh, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. God made that rest for 
for mankind. Yet that brings us to our second point. There is a place of rest, but then there is a person of rest. We do not observe the Sabbath or we're not bound to the law of the Sabbath because it was a picture of a greater fulfillment that would come. And that was the Lord Jesus Christ. Our rest is not found in a day or an hour. Our rest is found in a person, the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our rest. He is my rest. Hebrews 4 verse 14 says, Seeing then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Dealing with this place of rest, the Bible says, seeing then that we have a great high priest, Jesus Christ. He is our rest. He is the person of our rest. It is in Jesus Christ that we can find refreshment for our souls. You're not going to find rest apart from Christ. Not true rest. Maybe rest for the flesh. And there are times we need rest for the flesh. But more importantly, we need rest for our souls. That rest is found in the person of Jesus Christ. Why? Because he is the bearer of our burdens. For sake of time, I won't elaborate here, but we know that Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He says that his burden is easy and his yoke is light. And he says that in Christ, we can find rest. He is the bearer of our burdens. You say, preacher, you don't know what I'm carrying today. You don't know the load that's upon my shoulders. You don't know what I'm going through. How can I go another mile? By finding rest in Jesus Christ, the bearer of our burdens, who will pick up our burdens and carry the load for you and I. Rest in Jesus Christ. He bears our burdens. We sing the song, Burdens Are Lifted at Calvary. And it's true because at Jesus Christ's feet, we find that the burden of sin has been removed and been carried away from us. And we find rest at Calvary because Jesus is the giver of life and the bearer of our burdens. But also, he is the finisher of our labor. The Bible says that Christ, he knows all our our sympathies, our weaknesses. He understands. He cares for us. Yet he was without sin, the Bible says. He is the beginning and the end of all things. I would love to preach for just a little bit this morning uh, and just try to elaborate to you the wonders of God and Jesus Christ and who he is and how he is the beginner and the finisher of all things. But let it suffice to say that we labor and we fight and we toil in things that Christ has already won the victory of. We don't have to kill ourselves trying to accomplish something. And many of us are are wearing ourselves ragged and running ragged trying to make something of our lives and trying to accomplish something substantial. And yet all that there ever could be, Christ has already completed. 
We can find rest when we say, Lord, we understand that you are the giver of life, the finisher of all things. And Lord, I'm going to labor out of faithfulness and love to you. But God, the end results, the end of my life, the end of all, Lord, I understand that is in your hands. And so God, I will rest knowing that you are the person of my rest. There is a place of rest. There is a person of rest. Look at me in verse number 16. It says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Here we find there is the product of rest. The product of rest. What does rest look like? Why is rest important? You say, preacher, this is kind of a weird sermon for you to preach on a Sunday morning about rest. Why we, there is a reason that God says that we should enter into his rest. Why? Because there is a purpose, there is a reason. First of all, we see here that we, when we enter his rest, we find his presence. We find his presence. The product of rest is that we may come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may enter into a right relationship, a renewed walk with God. There is a little island down off the coast of Georgia. It's called Osaba Island. I've been trying to draw out on a hog hunt there for six years, and I used to be able to go quite often. You could go every other year or so, and... Uh, it's a beautiful island. There is this Spanish moss hanging off all the trees. And you have to go by boat. You take all your hunting gear. And on this hunting trip, you go and they, you get on a, a ferry boat. And they take you out to this island. And you have to take your tent and your food and everything for a week. And they drop you off on this island. There, there's a little campground I say a campground, there's a bathroom and a, a little shower, and uh, that's it. And so there's not much there, but it's a place for you to camp at while you hunt for the week. And uh, in the mornings, they'll come through the game warden wheel with a little truck and a trailer, and you hop in the trailer, they take you out in the middle of this island swamp, and they drop you off when you hog hunt for the day, and they come back and get you at night. Some of you are going, that sounds horrible. A few of you are saying, where do I sign up at? For me, I love that trip, and here's the reason why. There's no service. There's no cell phone service. They have a phone by that bathroom for emergencies, but you're not getting phone calls. And you go, you get dropped off out in the middle of this island where you're at for the day, and you can't hear any passing cars. You can hear nothing. It's just you and God's creation. No distractions, nothing. And as you're sitting there with no distractions, you can begin to contemplate upon God. Forget the hunt. The hunt's fun. But the highlight of that is that I have an opportunity to just solely focus upon God. 
And the product of rest is that we can enter into his presence, that we can have a relationship with him where we begin to see God for who he really is. One of the problems we have in our current society and the mentality of 21st century is that we begin to often we place God within the confines of what we are familiar with. And we try to reduce God and his divine sovereignty into a bubble that we can understand. But the truth is, he's far greater than we could ever comprehend. He's greater than we can imagine. His power, his, his wisdom, his justice, his righteousness, his mercy and his grace. It's all far beyond what we can imagine. Yet sometimes when we find a place of rest where we can steal and calm our souls, we can begin to contemplate and enter his presence. But then he says, second of all, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. Mercy. We find mercy is the product of rest. This is, watch this, and find grace to help in the time of need. That help in the time of need. We find the grace of God when we find rest and contemplation upon Him. Have you ever asked God to give you wisdom, strength, to help in a situation that you just didn't understand? The problem I found in my own life is I've asked that before. And yet before I can even say amen, my mind is already racing thinking about everything else I have to do for the day. God, I need your wisdom. But then we say amen and we hit the ground running. And we never even stop to listen. We ask God to speak to us, but then we tune our ears out. We block him out of our minds and say, let me go my own way. Rest brings us to his presence, and there we can obtain mercy and grace. Today, many of us have been so conditioned by efficiency that times of sitting on the front porch feel unproductive, irresponsible, lazy, even selfish. We know we need rest, but we can no longer see the value of rest and as an end in itself. It's only worthwhile if it helps us recharge our battery so we can be even more efficient in the next period of productivity. Yet rest is more than that. It is a place where we find a relationship with God. I mentioned earlier some stats. I want to read them. Studies reveal that 37% of Americans take fewer than seven days of vacation a year. In fact, only 14% take at least two weeks. Americans take the shortest paid vacations of anyone in the world. And again, 20% of those do work while they're on vacation. The point is, even while we do vacation, we do it poorly. 
But even if we did vacation well and took great amounts of time off for uh, restorative rest, vacations are a poor substitute for a weekly day of rest or a daily time of rest. I think the devil loves taking that which is of God and giving us cheap knockoffs. God gave us sugar. The devil gave us sweet and low. A cheap imitation that's just not the real thing. In the 1990s, Coca-Cola had a campaign that you'll probably be familiar with. This campaign depicted people doing hard work and then popping a bottle of Coca-Cola and taking a swig and talking about how refreshing the Coca-Cola was. Unfortunately, we try to refresh ourselves with empty things. Vacations, television, social media. Which are not really what we need. Our souls stir and longing for rest. Not for the frills of a can of soda or a sugary vacation. No, what's missing is rest that is found in God. We neglect our relationship with Him. You say, preacher, I come to church, but having a right relationship with God is more than just coming to church once or twice a week. It's more than just picking up the Bible and reading a few verses, saying a quick little prayer and rushing out the door. No rest in God requires that we stop and we meditate upon the things of God. But doesn't Satan try to distract us? If you have children in the home like we do, I can assure you that if you try to have that moment, the devil will nudge the kids and have them come running for a million things they need. Or the phone will ring. There's always some distraction. And yet, do we have time for God? When is the last time that we stopped and meditated upon the Lord? Where we said, listen, I'm going to turn off my phone. I'm going to bar myself from distractions. And God, I am just going to meditate upon you and your wonder, your glory, who you are. God, I want to worship you. That's true worship. We sing songs, we come to church, we have what we call the worship service. And these are aspects of worship, but true worship is found when we begin to meditate upon the Lord and begin to exalt Him and understand who He is. So I want to have a right relationship with my wife, but I'll never have that if I do not even know who she is. Not her name, but who she is. Do we have a right, right relationship with God? We must learn to rest and say, Lord, 
I want to enter into a relationship and walk with you so that I can find your rest. I don't know who you are today. I don't know your situation, but maybe like so many of us, you're saying, Pastor, that sounds a lot like me. I'll be honest with you, I'm exhausted from trying to keep it up. And a lot of times we just, we kind of come, we become used to running on empty, don't we? We we have become proficient at running on E. But why? Why don't we stop and say, Lord, I want to enter into your rest so that I can experience the joy of the Lord, so that I can go forward, not just to get more done, but so that I can go forward with a relationship and a renewed vigor for the things of God. We are the church. You are the church. And we'll never do any more for God or be more efficient or effective for God than what our relationship is with Him. How is it? Do you know the rest of God? Ever head bound, ever eye closed? This morning... Are you tired? Are you wore out? Are you just exhausted this morning? I want you to know that you can find rest in Jesus Christ. This morning, maybe you're here and you don't even know Jesus Christ is your Savior. I want you to know that He he will take the burden, the guilt of sin. You can find rest at Calvary in Jesus Christ. He is the giver of life, the giver of all things. He wants to take your burden. If you'll come and give your life to him. I'm going to come down to the front. If God has spoken to your heart, I encourage you, would you do business with God?